Hey everybody, it's me, Brad Watson from Saturate. Super excited about this episode. I'm going to be talking with my friend Ben Fort, uh, an artist, a writer, comedian, uh, about how to love artists well. Uh, he's fantastic. He's written a couple articles for Saturate. You can find them at saturatetheworld.com. One article, the first part is called Accepting Ordinary Invitations. The other one's called Loving Artists Well. Uh, it's fantastic, and he and I are going to dive into those uh, really deeply in our conversation today, so I'm excited to share that. Before we do, just want to let you know about one thing that's happening uh, in June. We're having a training in Portland, Oregon on coaching, important training on how to coach and, and help leaders develop and grow if there is some sort of secret sauce into how to lead a church of missional communities or even transition a church into missional communities a lot of it comes down to how well we effectively coach mentor and develop our leaders so this training is going to be really great and it's going to be about that uh, david achata master coach uh, who's been doing this with saturate and soma for a very long time uh, we'll be leading that. That's June 13th through 14th. You can register, sign up for it online at saturatetheworld.com. Without anything else to say, let's dive right in. This is the Saturate Podcast. Saturate is committed to seeing a gospel movement happen in North America and beyond, in which every man, woman, and child have a daily encounter with Jesus in word and deed. This podcast is an ongoing conversation with disciples and leaders growing in the gospel and growing and living the implications of the gospel in community and on mission. Ben Fort, welcome back to the podcast. Hi, Brad Watson. (laughs) We are both awake early and ready to talk about being an artist in community but also loving artists well it's good to have you back on the podcast yeah i feel like i'm always there because i edit edit the podcast so like (laughs) this is me just like stepping through the door I'm, i'm here exactly yeah it's like every now and then when you're listening to that that podcast where the guy just talks by himself and then he's stuck and so he's like starts talking to the producer <laughs> or intern or intern which they never say their name they're like hey intern <laughs> they're like oh i didn't know this person was recording in a room full of people <laughs> so artists you wrote uh, a couple of articles uh about how people can love the artists in their community the artists uh in their city well uh, maybe you could just kind of summarize that as we dive in yeah and i love the way that this has worked out podcast wise, because you and Mirella had a, a great couple episodes about bless and listen. Yeah. And these couple of articles really are just kind of like what that looks like specifically to artists. I mean, they're really simple. Like if you've got a, a friend that's an artist Part of loving them is to engage their work, whether that's reading their book or listening to their podcast or album or going to go see their shows or, mm-hmm. you know, even if um, like my sister has an Etsy shop, just 
clicking on it mm-hmm. ever. You'd be surprised like how many of our good friends have just never clicked on the free site. Oh, wow. Yeah. Then the second one is about what you do after that, what you say, um, yeah. and just the art of giving specific compliments and asking questions. So it's really simple. And I tried to make it really practical, both the need for these things and what they look like and how simple they can look. Mm -hmm. And I wrote it with small groups in mind um, because I think that uh, small groups or missional communities can have a multiplying effect for blessing artists. So like it's one thing to like, just show up to support your friend. But if you show up with 12 people, the comedy theater that I perform at, I perform in a 60 person theater. That's a fifth of the seats. If you bring a dozen people, you know, and like for laughter, that makes a huge (laughs) difference. I I made it really practical. And at the very end, I've got ways that you can practice both as an individual and as a group. And our small group went through Uh, a couple of those things. Uh, We read the articles and then we uh, talked about them a little, but then at the end we listened to a song together and then just talked about what we liked about it. And then the next week we invited an artist from our church, Natalie Campbell, who does amazing portraits. You can find her on Instagram (laughs) at Natalie Campbell fine art, but she just brought in a painting and I just said, don't prepare anything. We have to ask you questions. Mm. And that was kind of funny because she was nicer than us. Like asked more questions (laughs) than we asked. And like, we had to keep being like, wait, wait, no, 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 no. You're tricking us. We're going (laughs) to, what about you? So so that's what it's looked like. And, you know, it's specifically about artists, but I think there's some broader implications of, you know, just curiosity and care and being curious about things that you may not know that much about Mm -hmm. or care about. And and I think that applies to everyone, not just artists. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a good point that basically uh, your articles and and what we're talking about today is just more of like a a specific application uh, to what Mirel and I were talking about with these, these intentional rhythms of blessing, listening, spending time, just like showing up and all of that. So I love that. And I think it's hard for people who are not in the artist scene to kind of wrap their heads around that, you know, about why that would matter and be impactful. I don't know if you've like spent time thinking about like, how do you, you know, like clarify that for like the person who doesn't see like why it would matter to show up or to listen or be curious. The person who's never been on that stage and tried to perform or put that art exhibit out there. Yeah. Well, and that's why I wrote it Mm -hmm. because uh, I've seen with myself and my friends that there's just a gap there. And I don't assume malicious intent that anyone's thinking, oh, I'm just not going to show up to this thing that they made. Yeah, (laughs) But that's how it feels sometimes, uh, especially in our weaker moments. When you create something, like you're not just doing it 
for the void, you want people to be able to enjoy it. And I think one thing that keeps people from seeing the need from it is that social media, when you're promoting your stuff, you always feel like you have to be like promoting your, your stuff with a smile. Right. You know, like, Oh, I'm so excited about this thing coming (laughs) up. And it feels like weak weakness to say, I had three anxiety attacks making this. I still don't feel great about it. Please somebody listen and validate. Right. You know, like we don't see that side Mm -hmm. of it. And I think for like every smiley post, there's a scream into a pillow. Right. <laughs> so I think that's what, I think that's one reason why like people don't see that as much. They're like, Oh, that person's doing hmm. fine. Yeah. I mean, it's something that you, you talk about in your, your article about accepting invitations, like what, like this scenario, you know, someone's like, yeah, there's still room. Come yeah. on out. It's going to be fun. It's free. Um, you talk about how you prioritize like doing that, you know, like, or how to think through those, those things. It's like, well, if it's a close friend or a family member, like you gotta be there, you know, (laughs) like, like go. If it's someone in your missional community, you say like, you gotta like your family, you're like spiritual family. Like you gotta go. But then you also use this thing that I've never thought of before. It's super practical. You say like, there's this birthday test. So like if, if this person invited you to their birthday party, if you would go to it or make an effort to go to it, they're probably someone you should make an effort to go to their show. And I just thought that was like a brilliant kind of like litmus test. Shows feels like a vague term, like at your church, like what kind of shows? Yeah. So we have, we have uh, a lot of musicians um, who are just performing regular gigs. Uh, We have, aspiring songwriters who are doing like album or like sample album release mm-hmm. releases, uh, those kinds of parties, stand up comedians, improv comedians. Yeah. There's, and, and I mean, I think this is, it's kind of an odd, but I've seen this get played out a lot too, is we also have a lot of people that just work in the film and television mm-hmm. industry where they're producing like shows and so that that's like a whole other other reality too, yeah. uh, which which I, I always try to like hold that back. But that's a huge part of of our church. Most people in our church are working in one of those things. Yeah, and yeah, I think one of the things that we've seen is like we can't make every show or every performance or anything like that. But I would say, yeah, it's it's always amazing. Like even like as a pastor, whenever I'm like scrolling through social media, it's like, Oh my gosh, like, look, that person's entire missional community went to their like first comedy mm-hmm. show or just various things like that. It's just like, so awesome. And and then I think too, for, for us, like we never watch TV. We don't really care about TV. I don't like watch a ton of movies before we moved here, but now it's like, Oh, well they just gave like 90 hours a week for the last 12 weeks producing you know this movie yeah i i should go watch that movie yeah and let them know you know and, and one of the leaders of our missional community that we're in co-leader with us worked and sacrificed with his family and all this stuff to create the latest spider-man if you haven't seen it like it's it's incredible and he was working on the visual with effects of everything which is 
part of what makes that film so incredible yeah into the spider-verse and so as a people watching it and celebrating it and then it went on to win oscars and things like that but just to like to celebrate him to like say that we saw it like all of those effort like to talk about it is so huge because a lot of times people are working in in secret on those things yeah and i know like there's people out there that's like well you know like I'm just an engineer. Like, I don't need people to come and celebrate what I do. It's like, yeah, but like, <laughs> there's something about art where it's, it's made for the people to move the yeah. people to inspire, to encourage. And so there has to be some sort of feedback loop. Yeah. Like very, very few people do creative things because they're, they're forced to, or fell into it. Worked at an insurance broker for a while. And you know, the question, how'd you get into here? Mm-hmm. 80, 80% of people fell into it, you know? And I think that might be one reason why some people have a hard time seeing it. It's like, oh, well, right. that's your job. Or most people don't go into movies unless, like, at some point they like really yeah. wanted to make movies. Yeah. And it, and it sounds so glamorous, but, like, the, the skills that you have and the work ethic to, to be in the, the movie industry or music industry like man you just apply that to something else you'd like make way more money and have way better hours it's not like a glamorous even profitable sort of endeavor yeah i'm curious this is beyond the scope of the article but kind of what are some of the spiritual wrestlings of the artists in your church oh yeah that's really good i think that for yeah the artists in our church there's always a wrestling around identity. Who are you as a son or a daughter of God, treasured by him, created by him, image of God, like apart from like what you perform and how you, how you do that. And I think everyone struggles with that, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's just usually like how well I'm like killing it at work. Like that tells me how valuable I am or if I matter. Yeah. But I think with artists, it's like, there's like multiple layers of like, did I, did I perform to my own internal metric? Like, did I like it? Then there's the other metric of, did my family and close friends like it? And then does anybody even care? And so I I think those are some of the like very deep conversations that happen internally with themselves. Yeah. And I think like, it's, it's very isolating. People feel alone in it. And I think that's why like, just a story a few months ago, a guy in our church who's he's a comedian, he's he's great. He's so he's genuinely a leader, he's like young life volunteer, he's he's awesome. Uh, but he was doing a play with one other guy, it's just like a two man play. You know, he's in a community, he's telling people about it. Uh, the guy he's in a play with works at a store that many other people in our church work at as well. So he's kinda like that's kinda like a known thing, but but they had just a short run, like one weekend play. And like people from our church, like filled the theater. I mean, it was like, it was like a church event. It felt like for the guy in our church, it was like so impactful. He's like, wow, like people care. They came, you know, like laughed at the jokes, you know, like thought about it sincerely. But then also for, for this guy who doesn't even believe it just like blew him away. Like that amount of support. Like he, I mean, this isn't always like the metric of success, but like, yeah, 
but you know, show on Friday, show on Saturday, and then he was he was in our gathering on Sunday morning, and has been like ever since. Yeah, uh, because it's like, oh, these people showed up, and I think that like, man, we can't underestimate that. And I think too, like, I think most artists in our church are also struggling in a super non-beneficial environment towards Jesus, like at all. You know, like people aren't. It's not like, oh, that's cool. That's what you, I mean, it's like a, because so many artists have been wounded by the church and feel like that what they're doing with their lives, how they operate, the big American church doesn't like them and hates them and wants them to be destroyed for various reasons, whether it's their sexual orientation, whether it's just like their political views or even just like the, the limits of their art and, you know, censorship, like there's so many reasons for that, but yeah but i think that that just like wears on people too and and anytime the church can show up and like become a real person that's supportive interested engaged it's really honestly it's like low-hanging fruit like i think a lot of times we're always like racking our heads like man how can we let people know that they're loved yeah you know and that god loves them i think like showing up to an artist's show and showing interest in their art or their film or their music is like an easier way to show someone that they're, that like God loves them than giving like water to a person who's thirsty. Like it's just, it's kind of (laughs) cheating how easy it is and how impactful it is. Yeah. Especially when someone's getting started. Well, and, and not even just getting started. Like it takes years to develop an audience. Mm-hmm. My hope for the church is that it's just a place that's good news for artists and, and just showing up is such a, such a blessing. That's, I love that story. Did you see La La Land? <laughs> I have not seen La La oh, okay, Land. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no one in my church made that movie. And so then I didn't watch it. <laughs> Actually, like, I, I I did not enjoy it because it was too real. Like, everyone's like, mm. oh, it's about follow your dreams. But, like, it leans into the pain of following your dream. Right. But there's this scene. Emma Stone's character puts on a show at a black box theater. And it's just a handful of people. Mm. And, like, you can, like, hear people coughing. And, like, she's backstage afterwards. And she hears people talk negatively about it and like later she's breaking down in tears saying i can't even afford to pay back the theater hmm. so, so that was the part that was too real for me you're just like that's too real yeah so that was, yeah. that was too real for me so like to hear that your church you know i like, packed out a theater and like multiple shows on this weekend like that's really powerful to me mm-hmm. and i'm i'm thankful for your church doing that and showing up and it's incredible kindness yeah and not that hard like it's yeah it's set for you like we try to program everything in life like we try to program ministry and like this is right blessing artists is like one way that programming works like you just show up like you just <laughs> yeah. listen to their album on your own time in your car you know like oh you yeah read an article you want to program life like this is your shot (laughs) oh totally and it's almost like people think that or maybe people because it's myself like sometimes i think oh man like i don't know if i want to go to that it might be bad i don't know if it's going to be a good show 
which is so funny because it's like, yeah, I don't know if I want to waste my time going on this free date because if not, I'm going to sit at home on Instagram and I just don't know if this thing's going to be better than <laughs> Instagram, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, like how, how great does this like live show comedy have to be to like be better than what you were going to do anyway? I mean, sometimes I know like people, uh, I think that's why it, it even means so much more here too. It's like, people are so busy. They're working like super late. They're doing all of this other stuff. And, and so to show up is, is kind of a challenge, but I think like for the most part, showing up really isn't that big of a deal. And I think, you know, you talk about building an audience and a following. I think, you know, something we talk about the church, like if the church is, is the family of God and we're all brothers and sisters, then like, whatever city we move to or we're living in, it's like, we can just take for granted, like, well, there's a people that will care for me and love me. Like I'm not going to be hungry. You could go anywhere in the world as a Christian. And if something happens to you, like there's people that you could rely on that would give you incredible generosity and, and you don't have to move anywhere and not have friends, you know, like just go to a church and you have friends like instantly. Yeah. And I think that the same should be true for like building a following because we support each other. And I mean, that applies to a lot of other things too. Like everything from just like Thanksgiving dinner. Like if you're a believer in Christ, like there should be people at your Thanksgiving table that aren't your blood family. And, and you should never worry about like, am I going to have somewhere to be at Thanksgiving? Because yeah. we're in that together. Yeah. So that we've talked a lot about, which is great. Like, being in the world outside of the confines of like church program life, mm-hmm. being artists in the world, uh, supporting artists out there in the world, in our culture, in our towns, which is super important and often overlooked. Quick thing about that. Yeah. I think sometimes people in the church worry about, you know, Oh, well this isn't explicitly Christian. Like how do I even wrestle with that? Mm. Tim Keller has this, great talk. It's actually 16 years old now called writing from a Christian worldview that just uh, Mm. talks about uh, stories in terms of creation, fall and redemption and how little minor stories, uh, even if they're not reflecting the whole narrative or even not written by a Christian can reflect those. And I found that really helpful as someone who creates and it also helps Mm. me as I process stories. So I suggest that for anyone who, that that's part of their hang up or like, you know, how do I disciple an artist in that, like with the content that they're making? So anyway, mm. side note, I think that's the best resource. That's really great. We should try to share that. Yeah. That's awesome. Sorry. I, I interrupted you, but, but I think that no, no. I, th- I do think that's one thing that keeps Christians from, you know, how do I even engage with this? You know, like if you mm. don't know, dance or visual art (laughs) or like picture makes me feel weird well maybe it's reflecting the fall and right that's that's a good thing yeah and and i i think that's that's even some of the point of tim keller's article is like within evangelical circles in particular it's like well for it to be christian art it has to be about jesus's death and resurrection that's the only way it can be about his about that's the only way it can be christian art Mm -hmm. When really it's like, but like artists have this vocation in our society to show us how things should be and like how things were created to tell us about creation. 
artists have the the job to tell us and remind us of like this is how we're broken mm-hmm. as well as this is what redemption looks like and this is what the world should be like yeah yeah or even just to to tap into the emotions of longing and the promise of surely something's going to come and and make us whole and and the disappointments when the things that we put our trust in don't actually fulfill that like there's so much like any good story is a Christian story and people, people yeah. hate it when I say that, but, but it's true. And artists, what we do is we practice capturing, you know, like you talked about emotions or like a state, mm-hmm. like capturing reality and how it is. So I think, you know, for the pastors listening, if you're wanting to do a service or part of a service where people are just going to sit with and experience stories. Mm -hmm. Bringing artists on board is great for that, for offering space just to sit and experience because they practice capturing. And Mm -hmm. um, like art is actually considered bad if it has too explicit of a point, you know? (laughs) Right. And like you as a, a pastor, every week you're practicing making a point at the end. Right. If, if art is, is, is bad, if there's like as too clear of a takeaway, a sermon is bad. If there is no takeaway, if there's no takeaway yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I think that's a, a cool chance for churches to use artists to, when you're wanting them to experience or capture something um, and let people sit with, with stuff. Yeah. And I, and I think that that does kind of lead to like where I want to go here at the end is, what about art and the role of the artists like within the church? Like, so you just had like a, a recent experience where you were in charge of Good Friday for your church, right? Yes. Tell us about that and how that, what that experience is like. One of our elders just asked to like pick my brain. Hey, I want to see if you have any ideas about Good Friday. And I, within two days sent him like two fully formed concepts. <laughs> <laughs> I had this idea of, of looking at Jesus's death in the lens of his, his life. And so we had five rooms in each story. Each room had a, you, you'd read something from his final hours in his death. And then there would also be a, you'd read a story about his life that kind of shed new light on that. And mm-hmm. so like the first one was, the garden of Gethsemane or Mount of Olives, if you're Luke and he, (laughs) where, where Jesus is awake and his disciples are asleep and he's begging for rescue. And so we had them read the time when they were in a boat in a storm and Jesus was asleep and his disciples were awake and they were begging him for rescue. Mm. And we had a big sail in the middle, hung up in the middle of the room Mm. and said, don't you care if we drown? And tilted a couple of tables so that it looked like you were in a boat and we like put on a couple of sound machines. You know, every parent has the like medic <laughs> sound machine and, and like we put one to the thunder, one to the waves. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, it's like every parent knew that and probably every kid was falling asleep. But anyway, so uh, fam- <laughs> like, like you could either, you go through each of these rooms and you could either like, like journal by yourself or do it, together and we, we wanted it to be where families could do it too we had five rooms and man it was such a good experience 
for me as an artist, like the, the healthiest thing I've worked on in a while, mm-hmm. partly because the elder just set it up so that I could just create. Mm. I didn't have to invite people, you know, he, he figured out all the emails and the, you know, right. the childcare. And so he just let me create and also have really good feedback, but it wasn't like, Oh, Hey, I hear you saying that concept. How about this concept? You know, like he kind of let me do my thing as an artist, but then had really good ideas, collaborative ideas. It was hard in all the right ways. Like it was really heavy to like just sit on Jesus's death for like all of Lent. Like my whole Lent was good Friday. Mm. At some point, Brad, you asked me how that was going. And like (laughs) when I was texting you back, I, I just started crying. And this was the week of, just because like I spent so much time with this guy and like, I felt mm. like my, my friend was going to die on Friday, mm. almost like I had a friend in the hospital and like, like it was coming soon. So it was kind of a relief for good Friday to come and go. Yeah. I didn't expect to have a positive experience mm. making art for the church. Cause I see my primary artist outlet right now is being outside the church in my local comedy community. Yeah. So it was good. Like I, I trusted that it would all come together and you know, it was just like a couple of late nights Mm -hmm. right there at the end. But like usually after I do something like the night after performance, like I can't go to bed um, either because I'm like too excited or like, Oh, well I should have done this, 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 and this. Right. But I was able to go home and go to sleep, Mm. you know? And like, I wasn't worried about what people were doing because I was serving my church body. You know, like it wasn't an audience. Mm. It was, you know, people that needed to sit with Jesus. And that was a really good practice for me. Like I've got a a set coming up that after we're done with this, I'm going to be working. (laughs) Like I, it it got good Friday. You know, I don't know when that time has come, but like, just as an artist, I was able to kind of practice a healthy artistic process in the church that served mm-hmm. the church. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so thankful for it. And I think it's going to affect my art moving forward. Hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. And, I, and I'm sure it was like a huge blessing that people that experienced it, but I think that's, that's pretty awesome. Just like the, yeah, kind of awareness of like not performing but the church receiving what the work you had done uh, and it helping them worship Jesus and prepare and reflect on him. That's so, that's so awesome. Yeah. And I love that idea too. You had posted something and then we started text texting about it and the, the idea behind it. And I was like, man, I've spent a lot of money on theological education <laughs> uh, and books. <laughs> and I mean, like, I don't know. 10 good Friday sermons I, like, but, and I was like, man, I've never thought like, even just like that connection of Jesus being like, hey, you couldn't stay up for me. And then the disciples asleep in the boat or the disciples in the boat and Jesus asleep. And they're like, don't you even care? And just like, that was like, man, that just like hit me. I was like, wow, that is so just profound. And it's interesting. Yeah. You know, you said good art doesn't tell you the conclusion. I feel like that's even like that's a picture of that working really, really well in the church, you know? Yeah. 
because you didn't like. And so the point is, everybody, don't fall asleep. Yeah, be a good friend. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like one one room was uh, about the paralytic, and it just like we had the questions like hung up on the wall, like which is easier: your sins are forgiven or rise and walk. It just hmm. that room was just about sitting with that question. Just the question, yeah. Jesus didn't answer. I mean, he healed the guy <laughs> and did his sins are forgiven. And then like, well, which was harder. <laughs> but Oh, yeah. And it made me excited to, I, I think that what would be really cool in churches would be like at the beginning of a sermon writing process, an artist and a pastor mm-hmm. going through the text together. And, and this wouldn't be like an every week thing, though I would love that. Uh, but like, it'd be, it'd be cool to, to see that happen like a couple times a year where like, like an artist and a pastor went through a passage together and like, you've got that theological education. And I think a, as a pastor, you know, you could help the artist mm-hmm. see things in there that, that they wouldn't see. And then I think the artist would help the pastor see things that they wouldn't see. And it would be cool to do that. And then at the end, like in the same service, have a sermon about it that was partially informed with conversations with the artists and then have a piece of art in the service that was partially informed by right. conversations with the pastor. That sounds great. I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone does that, let me know how it goes. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to try it. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah. Any, any kind of closing thoughts here as we resources people should check out? Definitely your two articles at saturatetheworld.com. We'll link to those in the description. Just the articles. And uh, it'd, it'd be interesting if you sent it to your artist friend in your missional community or in your church or and just ask them, hey, has this been your experience? How do you feel about this? Test it out. Yeah, that's Test good. Test my hypothesis. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, art, artists are just, just people like you that happen to, you know, make boats with sound machines. I really don't want this to be like, oh, this is like an extra thing you need to do. I don't mean for the articles to be convicting in a, you know, adding to your to-do list, adding to the stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I need to to work out and I need to, um, you know, parent my kid perfectly. Okay. Now I need to like support artists. Like, no, like it's just (laughs) everyone needs uh, care and people to ask questions and to feel like they matter and this is just specifically Mm. how it plays out for artists yeah love that well thanks for talking with me about it this is this was fun and thanks for the opportunity to write those articles (laughs) that was a life-giving experience as well i don't know like maybe i keep saying i'm supposed to be outside the church but i've I've had my best recent experiences (laughs) in christian context that's awesome you, you should keep writing for Saturate. It's really helpful. It's all so much work and it's all so much giving of yourself. And I think that, yeah, the church just has a great way to grow and, and seeing this as like an avenue of not just, oh no, should I show up to that person's thing or not, but just a way to be the church. So thanks for joining us and having that conversation, Ben. Bye, Brad. <laughs> Bye. Today's podcast was edited by Ben Fort, and our theme music is written and performed by the band Mopac. 
Saturate's hope is to see one missional community for every 1,000 people in every city as we see the glory of God fill every person, every place, and every church. We participate in this vision by curating resources, training, coaching, consulting, and many more ways. Find out more at saturatetheworld.com.